0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to What the Funcast, episode 114. It's a big number. I'm one of your hosts, Paul, and joining me for the first time ever is Ahmed. How are you, Ahmed? For the first time ever.
1: Wow, Paul, it's really great to be here. It's really an honor. I've been a fan of the show for a real long time, and just you know, being able to be here and really you know talk to you and see you in the flesh is, is truly a dream come true. So uh, I'd like to thank the Academy, um, my mom, my dad, everyone who believed in me on this
0: journey. Um, really thank, thank you, everybody. (laughs) So, you know, it's 2021, which means you get like unlimited time to give your Academy Award speech now, apparently. So, so
1: they did that because they didn't have any of the music in the show because there's no room on the stage to do music. So like without any of the concerts, they're like we have all the time in the world, you don't have to play anybody off. And I figured Mm -hmm. they also probably had like, they realized that people probably had a lot to say about everything in general. So they're like, you know what? If we play someone off, we'll just get canceled. So what if we didn't play anybody
0: off? That kind of True, thing. true, true, true. That's my All right, hypothesis. but before we get into that, what have you been up to this week?
1: Yes, besides that, um up to nothing exciting, but I did finally watch a film for the first time in a very A feature long time.
0: full-length film?
1: A full-length feature film. Uh Mortal Kombat. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: it was pretty fun. And how was it? I enjoyed it. I think it was fun. Like it's not a good movie by any means. It's like Venom, like where it's not good, but it's fun like venom Ooh, is a lot of i fun. can't wait for
0: the chat to cave in on you calling no to cave it, no one's like, it
1: in. i think everyone agrees that venom is not that great of a movie but like it's fun to watch i enjoyed it and i enjoyed little combat i think it's a fun watch especially for the low low price of free because it's included on hbo max so hmm. interesting and before you say that hbo max is a paid service i don't pay for it my mom does so
0: moocher, <laughs> 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 disgusting you hate to see it folks
1: Eh, well I don't hate to see it. I love to see it actually. <laughs> but besides Did you that, know
0: did you know the Spotify premium, Spotify family is going up a dollar, speaking of things that you mooch off of?
1: Yeah, I don't pay for that either, so <laughs>
0: whatever. Not me paying for everything under
1: the goddamn sun. You gotta gotta get in with the people, I don't know. It's okay. I pay my phone bill and I pay for Netflix and I pay for Hulu and I pay for Disney Plus. I pay my dues. Just elsewhere.
0: Go on, I pay those too. <laughs> well, I don't know what to tell you. Could share, but what are you going to do? Nope. That ship has sailed, I guess. The, the house is full. I tried to struggle. get in, and, and y'all struggle said being, no. Being,
1: get out. That's a struggle of being an eldest child. That's your problem. Mm. should have been an <laughs> eldest a... child like me.
0: I meant to listen. I, I've I've solved the problem. All of your problems, I've solved them. You just... Yeah, you just have to be reborn. Don't be the eldest child. Just <laughs> like a phoenix
1: rise from the ashes. <laughs> I can't stand you. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> besides Mortal Kombat, I've just been playing my usual bullshit. Overwatch, Relicous and
0: Hades. I was watching you play Hades last night, and you're like, yeah, let's go Zag! And I'm like, I don't. I know it's Zagreus, but I don't know what this means. (laughs) There's nothing else to it. That was it. Um,
1: I've surpassed 100 escape attempts. That game continues to be ridiculously addicting. I'm trying to, like, 100% it at this point. Um, For no good reason. Like, I've... Well, actually, no. For some good reason. Because, like, I'm still advancing through the story. Like, the story just never ends. There's so much dialogue and, like, spoken dialogue in this game. It's unreal. Like... We are watching, and we obviously, like, Carla and Emma have played Hades even more. They have more escape attempts than I do, and they haven't even gotten to some parts of the story that I got in last night. Like, we, I don't want to spoil anything, but, like, a major plot point happened last night, and they're like, wait, what the hell? Um, so, yeah, no, it's a, it's a very interesting game. I am thoroughly, thoroughly, thoroughly enjoying it. And speaking of um roguelike games or games where you continuously die, I'm super excited for uh, Returnal this friday um the re- review embargo lifts on thursday but i have a good feeling that it's going to get very very good reviews based on all the previews and things that i've been seeing um the journalists and whatnot seem very hyped about it.
0: you went from ah this game looks pretty bad to i'm so excited for this game because then i like i started looking into it like doing it's like, that like, bandwagon I just bullshit, bullshit that you always feed into disgusting Listen, you're a sellout you're a sellout just say it can i live my life
1: Sell out. I, l- I did my research, and I looked at all the videos and preview videos, and I'm like, okay, I'm in. I really want to play this. I'm excited for it. I haven't I'm done gonna any research.
0: Excited. I'm going to wait for the reviews to drop. Here's the deal. That's on you. You can, so you can wait. stream wait. I'm a sellout
1: for doing my research, but you're a sellout, or not a sellout for looking at reviews. I'm going to wait for the reviews to drop. Bitch. Mm. He said... Mm-hmm.
0: Ah. Okay, that's mm-hmm. good. You stream that. Mm-hmm. I'll stream new Pokemon Snap on Friday, and then... We can figure out. I don't know. We can share. could share notes, and see what what we think was good. We'll figure it out. But and I'm then so I'll wait excited. for I'll wait for Returnal to inevitably hit twenty bucks, and then. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's not, yeah. It, I'm it's like, not gonna I'm hit twenty dollars like, forever. Well, that's where I'm debating whether we're gonna buy it day one.
1: Like I, I said, I was gonna preload it. That was a lie. I'm not gonna preload it until Thursday. <laughs> what Just did you say? Sure.
0: Preload it. In the
1: in Discord, I was like, I'm going to pre-order it to the PS5 right now. There's no reason for that, not yet at least. Uh, oh my but gosh! Once I make sure, I'll also wait for the reviews just to just to be positive because I've been burned before. <laughs> Cyberpunk yeah, 2077. So um, <laughs> we'll see we'll see what happens. But I'm just really excited because it seems like it's the first like actual PS5 exclusive that like fully takes advantage of the technology on offer. Like, did you see the thing about how it utilizes the DualSense controllers? Um, like, fully, like, it's part of the game mechanic, the whole adaptive trigger thing. Uh, no, I did not see that. It's like, as you progress through the game, you'll get, like, secondary weapons, and, like, the triggers will adapt to, like, to use your first, your primary weapon. You just pull the trigger down, like, halfway, and then to use the secondary weapon, you pull it down all the way. There's, like, steps to it and whatnot. I don't know. Everyone was like raving about it, and was like, "This genuinely feels like a game or a mechanic that can't be done on
0: any other thing besides the PS Five, and it's like exclusive to this." Hmm. Um, so I did. I we did it. go through all of like the PS Five exclusive features, like ray tracing and uh, yes. dynamic 4K and 60 FPS. Yep, it's 4K so
1: 60 on. ray traced. Like it feels like an actual true next gen game, and not just a
0: something cut together. Yeah, the adaptive right. triggers are probably my favorite feature about the PS Five. Yes. So So, that's super exciting. Super, super excited to get into that. Um, But yeah, I know I derailed us, but we also beat a video game.
1: Imagine that you
0: watched a feature film this week and we beat a video game together. That's That's like, that's like, uh, that's like expert mode. Yeah. That's like, and it's like a 15 hour game too. It's not like some little mini
1: game. Like it's like, we did that and yeah we, we
0: did that we did that
1: and we couldn't have done it if it was uh if it was not an excellent game honestly because that's really right. the issue is has to keep our attention um but yeah we beat it takes two super, yeah that super was a exciting.
0: lot of fun it was a game that we were legitimately like pushing each other like okay hey when do you want to play like hey when do you want to play like i want to continue this game we should play we should play whereas yes. a way out was just not good so that's why i was like i quit i don't know i don't want I,
1: I enjoyed what we played of it and i kept on waiting for us to continue it and we never did I meant Satan's stuff. He
0: it. sat there like the puppy in the window waiting.
1: We're literally halfway through it. We have like maybe like one more session to go. I don't yeah. think it was that long of a game overall. We should finish
0: that one day. Ah, uh, maybe. We'll see. We Should also play Surgeon Simulator 2 more, but We we should short. definitely play we talked about this last time. We should definitely play Surgeon Simulator 2 before we play a way out. Sure. Whatever. As long as we play them both at some point,
1: <laughs> then I'm satisfied.
0: Yeah, no, okay, that's fine. Um And that's all. Yeah, that's all you played, right? Yeah, that's it for me. What What have you been doing with your
1: your time besides working and working and sleeping and working
0: and eating, perhaps on occasion, (laughs) on occasion, Um, (laughs) on occasion? So we talked about it takes two. Uh, In case y'all missed it for some reason, uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier has ended. That's it. The last episode has come and gone. Finito. It's over. Uh, we did a spoiler cast this on piece. Sunday, recorded it live, um, and recorded it for y'all and posted it up on your normal places where you'd find the podcast. So, Spotify, YouTube, Podbean, well, the website, I should say. um Yeah. All I could Apple, Anyway. Google, Plantora, Apple, Google, Amazon. Yeah. Right. Uh, everything yeah. now. I think yeah. the only thing we're not on is like
1: iHeartRadio because I just didn't want to apply for that because who the hell uses iHeartRadio? <laughs> Literally. <laughs> there was like a whole application process separately for it. I'm like, absolutely not. We're good.
0: So, we went to uh, Jingle Ball 2019, right before the pandemic started. And, um, yeah, 2019. And they were like, hey, did y'all know? Because it's, it's literally sponsored by iHeartRadio. Did you know iHeartRadio has podcasts now? And they'd be like, yeah, like, I love iHeartRadio. And they had, like, all these, like, little advertisements in the middle of the concert or whatever. Yeah, I don't know who the hell is using iHeartRadio. I couldn't so. name a single solitary
1: person in my entire life that uses iHeartRadio. I,
0: I, I can think of one person. Um I don't know if she listens to this show. Vicky, if you're out there, I know you listen to iHeartRadio. So, <laughs> <laughs> she uses iHeartRadio yeah, okay. to listen to uh, Z100. Z100 specifically. Oh my God. Yeah. Imagine Not podcast specifically, but.
1: Imagine listening to Z100 when Spotify's like, top 100 playlist is right there. Like, yeah, what is I the know. difference? I know. Why would you oh, do it's that a, to It's yourself?
0: a talk show. It's the talk
1: show in the morning. Oh, like. Uh, this, Elvis Duran? Elvis Duran. I was going to say Elvis yeah. Presley. I'm like, that's not the name. Elvis Presley? <laughs> that's
0: that, that's the rock star. Never mind. Elvis Duran, yeah. So he, he. I used to listen to him all the time when I had like longer commutes and drove around that time. I used to listen all the time. And it's really entertaining. Mm-hmm. But um, where is he today? I don't know. Maybe he's probably still doing the show. Probably still but... at Z100, if we'll be honest. Yeah, he really know. is. Um. <laughs> all right, moving things along. Back to what I was doing. So uh, I, I did it, y'all. I played it. Uh, I played MLB The Show 21. Uh, I know you're all waiting for this to happen, uh, and it, it went just exactly how you expected. I booted it up, and I said to myself, "Okay, what do I do?" I learned how to throw the ball to the different bases and whatever, and you know, I learned how to hit the ball as the batter. And then I turned it off. I, I don't know. It's like it's fun. I was talking about um, Slugfest. I think I forget who. I think it may have been Amber that mentioned it. Slugfest yes. for the old Xbox, uh, the OG Xbox fantastic game to the tune of like nfl blitz um but yeah it just it was a lot a lot of fun this is more like regimented like oh yeah we got a person on the base you know got to throw the pitch and got to be the curveball or the whatever you know the dip it's less arcadey
1: it's more realistic it's yeah, like, yeah. Oh time for realism. It's obviously the I, difference between Forza Horizon and Forza Motorsport <laughs> and Motorsport is like you have to stop and get gas. I'm like, I don't want to do that. I'm playing a video game. Like what the
0: I hell? live through enough realism. I don't need more in my video games. Exactly. It's
1: like so. I'm not stopping to change the like tire pressure? Are you kidding me? Let me just drive no. off a of- Bridge. no
0: there will be none of that so speaking of realism in video games what i also played is i pulled out my old playstation 2 and i played dance dance revolution <laughs> max one for about two seconds because <laughs> my dance pad is broken so also i think it was just yeah
1: it's it was it, it was a tragedy. those games haven't aged well i don't think that's like the home ones i think the arcade cabinets are fine well, because like, those got up, yeah, those have been updated or whatever. But yeah,
0: yeah, very sad. So I still haven't so bought sorry. a new pad. I don't think I'm going to buy a new pad. It's just gonna die into the distance, and I should probably like just you'll throw buy those it two pads it and you'll away. Never use it. <laughs> yeah, I know. So I mean, it's one thing it was twenty bucks, but like the twenty dollar ones apparently are g- garbage out of the box. So I don't really want to buy a garbage pad. I should really just throw away the two X the uh, Mad Cats uh, ones because obviously they're no good, um, yeah. and there's no point in keeping them. So. They'll probably see the garbage can soon uh, to the tune of Toy Story 3. To so the tune um... of Toy Story 3. Oh, I know what else we did. That's what I was thinking of. So, well, then I also played some Beat Saber, uh, and then that's about it. So, anyway, what we watched was Lauren and I had this debate on whether or not Bo Peep was in Toy Story 2 or Toy Story 3. Do you know the answer to that question? She was in 3. She was in 2, right?
1: Is Um, that the way you're paused? Is she in two and not in three? Wait. Do you know the answer? I thought you guys
0: watched this to confirm and you knew the answer. Ahmed, we went through four movies to figure it out. I was (laughs) so confused. You still don't know. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. So no, she was not she was not in two. Yeah, she was not in two
1: Jesse. I don't and, even know for sure if she's in three, but I feel like she might. No, be so in she's appearance.
0: not in three because when Woody, spoiler, if you haven't seen Toy Story three, shame on you, and uh, you deserve to be spoiled. Go watch the damn movie and turn us off. Um, fantastic movie, I think that is easily one of my top five favorite movies of all time. But anyway, that I just love that movie. So when when Woody is talking about, and this is how you can tell it's a light news week, even though Ahmed thinks it's a packed news week. Um, I feel like there's a lot to talk about, but it's fine. <laughs> It'll be quick. Uh, so when Woody is talking to everybody and he's you know talking about uh, you know the at- going into attic mode or whatever, and he's like, yeah, I mean, sure, we've lost a lot of friends over time and whatever, and he's like, yeah, Wheezy etch and Bo Peep, and then he like has that zoom in Tom Hanks moment where like they <laughs> even, even, even Bo, um, and then you know he goes to that whole moment. Toy Story Four, the opening scene digs into where Bo. Go. Yes, yeah,
1: yeah. Now, now I'm remembering that. She didn't make it past the first movie. She was only in the
0: first movie. Right, correct. Are you sure that she wasn't
1: in the second one at all? Like, not even as, like, a garage sale thing? No. No. Anyway, Why am I second-guessing was...
0: myself? I am, like,
1: this <laughs> question is unbelievable. Was as a it was worded as a trick question, because you said, was she in Toy Story 2 or Toy Story 3, as if she was in one of them? And I'm like, uh, I don't know. If I had to guess, i guess it I... But now that I'm remembering the plot of 4, that wouldn't make sense.
0: I am so mad. <laughs> I can't. Ah, <laughs> brain's empty. Call back it. later. <laughs> the um, brain machine broke. Literally. Ah. So anyway, it is what it is. Uh, I, I'll I'll figure it out later. Anyway, the moral of the story is uh, she is not in Toy Story three. She is in Toy Story four. I don't think she's in Toy Story two. She's obviously in Toy Story one. Um, yeah. And is this what led you guys to watch all four movies is that what you guys did yeah no we no we didn't we we kind of just skimmed through them and then turned them off <laughs> we we fair. meant to we meant to watch them um and we were going to watch them and then we ended up not watching them so that's all that's fair thanks for that's coming to much. my ted talk <laughs> the long movies yeah that, that that's like all that's all we did uh, that's all i that's all i did falcon the winter soldier like i said but you know go watch the uh spoiler cast. Yes, yes, yes. That's it. All
1: right. Shall we jump then into the hot news entertainment? The Hotress Toprics? Yes. Let's go for it. (laughs) What? (laughs) Hotress topics? Yep. Let's do this. Correct. Um, (laughs) So the Oscars happened this past Sunday. Um, I wasn't going to watch them because I realized that the only Oscar nominated films that I watched were Mulan, Soul, and Onward, the Disney ones. Um, And I was like, you know what? So my roommate had like a few friends over and had a little mini Oscars party. Uh, obviously, everyone's... Oh, sorry. That is a notification from my computer that I need to silence. So that doesn't happen
0: again. I didn't hear it.
1: You didn't hear it, but the stream absolutely did. Oh. They said, bring! It did. It was like, <laughs> um, Anyways, so the Oscars happened this past weekend, and, um, and my, everyone that was invited was vaccinated, obviously, so we're all good. Um, but we watched the Oscars, and I ended up just joining and watching anyway. Um, it was a very interesting Oscars this year uh obviously this is the first one since 2020 but it's a little bit later Uh, i guess it was like first one 14 months um so it wasn't that delayed um but they did all the musical numbers in the as part of the pre-show because i guess like the regular the stage that they had which was in like some train station in la somewhere um, a union station in la is that an actual functioning train station i believe and they just like stopped service for that day interesting Um, I don't know why they decided to do that, because during one of the segments, they had the Dolby Theater rented out for, like, the the segment with Brian Cranston, but, like, they didn't decide to use it. I don't know, like, they're both big spaces. I feel like they both could have been socially distant, but whatever. They decided to do it in a train station. The stage was too small, so they did all the musical performances as a part of the pre-show, thus leaving the award show to be literally just award after award after award, with very few segments in between, um, besides, like, commercials and, like, a light segment where Glenn Close like twerked on camera. Um, but besides that, it was kind of interesting because they also changed the order of the awards. So obviously, Chadwick Boseman was nominated for Best Actor for his performance in Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. And obviously, he's passed, so it would be a posthumous award. Um, and everyone kind of expected that he was, it was a shoe in that they were going to give it to him. And they restructured the entire show around that being the outcome because usually, historically, every single Oscars in past years has been. Uh, has left Best Picture to be the last award. This year, they did Best Picture and then Best Actress and then Best Actor last. So the assumption and the build-up was that Best Actor last was like Chadwick was going to win and then they're going to have a whole thing about it. And then he didn't even end up winning. <laughs> they gave it to Anthony Hopkins um, for his performance in... I the Father. I actually tell you. The Father, yeah. Um, yeah. But, like... I'm sure it's a well deserved award, there's no shade to Anthony Hopkins, but he also wasn't even there to give an acceptance speech because he didn't want to travel to one of the remote locations, so obviously the main event was in LA, but they also had remote locations where they would video in people from other um, areas, and one of the remote locations was London, and I think there was another one in France at some point, so he didn't want to travel to any of those because he's an 83 year old man in a pandemic and he doesn't want to risk his life, but they also wouldn't allow Zoom, they were like, no Zoom this year, we're going to try to pretend like everything's normal. Um, you know, masks off when the cameras are on, but masks on when the cameras are off. And it's like, what's even the point? Um, but they didn't want to use zoom. So he really, even...
0: hold on a second. I missed that part because it seemed like just some people had masks on and some people didn't.
1: They said uh, Angela Bassett in her like opening speech in the beginning said she was like no zoom this year, you know, but we're still following all the safety protocols, masks on when the cameras are off, but just like on set, blah, blah, blah. Like if, it was, if we're in a movie, um, But anyway, they didn't want to use Zoom, so Anthony Hopkins couldn't even give an accepted speech. So it was like such a shitty ending to the awards show. They're like, and the Oscar goes to Anthony Hopkins and the Oscars or Academy will be accepting it on his behalf. Good night. And that was it. And it's like, what?
0: (laughs) It was really awkward. So <laughs> so we, awkward. We had watched most of it. I, I'd be lying if I told you I paid attention to every waking moment of it. I mean, we sat and watched. I mean, obviously, yeah. As I said on stream on Sunday, I hadn't seen many of the movies, any of the movies for that matter. I saw Onward. I saw Soul. Saw Mulan. Saw Borat Two, which you know, I think all those movies were nominated for something, including Borat Morat
1: was nominated for Best Picture, I believe. Yeah, so... Which, which is, is shocking which is, to me. Which but is yeah. insane
0: to me. <laughs> yes. um, all I know is that Rudy Giuliani got two Razzie awards for his performance in Borat too. So, shout out to him. <laughs> he uh, didn't even well, know he was in a movie. His involvement, whatever. Uh, but yeah, so, I, you know, we, we watched it because it was on, and I think we ended Sorry. up watching it like 15 minutes away.
1: Borat was not nominated for Best Picture. <laughs> that
0: was a complete lie. It was... Um, right, I didn't think it was. It was Best Actress best. for Marie Baklavaugh.
1: No, best supporting supporting actress.
0: actress. Yeah,
1: yes, best supporting actress for Maria Bakalova. Yeah, Bakalova.
0: I don't know. It definitely looks like Bakalova in my head. That's the only way I remember it. But, (laughs) um, yeah. So we watched it, and you know, I was like, okay, this is great. Congratulations to everyone winning. And then I'll be honest. Again, the Anthony Hopkins thing didn't even strike me because I literally got up, went to the kitchen, was doing dishes or something. And by the time I came back, it was like all I heard was the Academy will be accepting the award on his behalf. It didn't even hit me because I didn't even... Invest here. myself in the in the nominations in, yeah, yeah, yeah. with respect to like Chadwick getting it, and I know Chadwick was getting awards uh, to begin with, but for some reason I thought that he wasn't even nominated. I, I couldn't remember, but um, once again, I just wasn't invested in them. Uh, so yeah. yeah, pretty crazy stuff. And but and then like they're clapping, I'm like, Lauren, is this over? And she's like, I guess so. And I was like, that's yeah. a weird way to end it. Just a very it was weird a way. Very
1: strange way to end it. And I wish that like, I feel like someone had to have known that it was a possibility like the fact that i i guess so when the names are picked or whatever and like the votes are counted the votes are counted by a separate party so like even the p- producers of the actual show that's airing don't know what's going to happen but like the fact that they all structured the show around him winning and then he didn't it's like someone had to have been like okay there's a slight possibility that he won't win what happens then do we just have a shitty show and they had a shitty show i guess i don't know like Someone yeah. had to have no somewhere. I don't know. It's and it was funny because a
0: lot of people are like, oh, like the ratings are so bad. And, and like the Oscars rating, Like it's, it's just it was such a horrible show and this and that. And it's like I was reading this article about how every award show has had low ratings because I mean, of yeah. the pandemic. And it's like I think people are overly dramatic about some st- some things. I agree 100% with you, though, that if you're going to restructure the show and you're going to announce best picture, not at the end. Yeah. And then you, like you someone- to be a thousand percent sure that he's going to get the award like right there should be no room for doubt for that kind of and i wonder if that was almost like to show the integrity of the show or it's like hey look like we just kind of threw away our show because you know yeah i don't know we didn't know but at the very end and this was the whole spotlight uh or not excuse me not spotlight moonlight and la la land (laughs) la la land it was La -la la la land okay the whole mix up there at the very end it was like there was a little like uh, an excerpt saying you know they don't know exactly what you said they don't know what's going to be in the envelope uh, until yeah. it's opened you know yada 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 so yeah
1: cuz all the like the 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 voting members vote and then it goes to like price water clearing house or whatever it's called pch yeah. the, um, yeah. and then they they I don't know if they do it for every year but i'm pretty sure i always remember their name but the good news is, Chadwick's family is not upset about the outcome about Anthony Hopkins winning the award. Um, so this one comes from IndieWire, and I'll quote uh, As reported by TMZ, Derek doesn't view, uh, Derek is Chadwick's brother, um, doesn't view Chadwick not winning an Oscar for Best Picture as a snub because every nominated actor was excellent and deserving of the award. He says his family isn't upset or agitated whatsoever that Chadwick's name wasn't called. Uh, Derek tells, his fam- uh, tells us the family wishes Hopkins and his family all the best because, as Derek put it, uh, I'm sure Anthony would if Chad had won. Uh, Derek said Chadwick wasn't one to put too much value on the Oscars anyway, um, and he always described them to me as a campaign. Uh, that being said, Derek says yes, an Oscar would have been achievement, but it was never an obsession. So that's that's good that they're. You know,
0: yeah, that is that is good. Answer, I uh, very graceful. Yeah, yeah, very graceful indeed. And then you know, I saw something. I guess uh, Anthony Hopkins gave his kind of little speech. After he won as well, like via Instagram or something, it was like, you yeah, know, very, was like Instagram or TikTok or something like that. <laughs> very grateful <laughs> to be like the oldest person to win an Oscar or something or like, to, you know, to win. A, and, uh, and it was kind of interesting because it came off like a look, guys, I'm 83 years old. I didn't expect to get an, a, an Oscar for this. Like, I think that they're, you know, uh, but I'm very grateful that that they decided to give it to me. So, yeah. you know whatever hopefully he was deserving of it and if he got if he got it then that's great for him but yes. you know i i still struggle with the oh let's you know <laughs> a pandemic but make it normal right like i yeah. i just like, don't they, yeah. i don't understand why they like a video call was such a like i don't
1: know i guess the idea was they want to show that the world is healing or because the Oscars is kind of like a world stage, right? It's not just Americans. It's like the world. So they want to show that like, America is doing better kind of thing.
0: America may be doing better, but the world is burning. So the world it, really is not doing great. Yeah. So, you're not here to hear about that. No, okay. we're not. We're here to listen to all about how Spider-Man is finally coming to Disney+. Plus. So this is yes. super exciting, especially for people that do not own these films. This one comes straight from Deadline, who says, Disney and Sony reach... Uh, <laughs> I was like, oh, "Come on, come on, come on, load, load, load." <laughs> uh, Disney like and it. Sony reach Windows. No, it, it loaded a couple seconds ago. Oh, okay. Disney and Sony reach Windows deal that can sling Spider-Man to Disney Plus for the first time, along with Reach across Hulu, ABC, FX, and more. They go on to say the flagship streaming service and Hulu, uh, flagship, flagship, wow, flagship streaming service. Say that ten times fast being Disney+, and Hulu are among many platforms covered by the agreement, which the official announcement called unprecedented. A host of platforms under the Disney tent are involved, including ABC, FX, Freeform, uh, and Freeform. No specific plans for Disney+, Plus have yet been finalized, but Marvel fans have been wondering when Spidey and others would appear alongside the rest of the streaming stable. For complicated legal reasons, the franchise has not been a full-fledged member of the Disney-controlled Marvel Cinematic Universe. So theatrical releases from 2022 to 2026 will move to Disney after their runs on Netflix, which earlier this month announced a deal with Sony per, for a pay-one exclusive as well as co-production rights to direct-to-streaming films. Um, so we talked about this in episode 112, but Sony movies will go to Netflix first for an 18-month exclusive window before their opening to other streaming services like Disney Plus and Hulu. Yeah, so, so that's uh,
1: what the, the pay-one exclusive means. I was like, I don't know what that means, but Right.
0: Yeah, so at least this opens the door. So we will soon have the entirety—well, except for the Incredible Hulk—the entirety of the Marvel Cinematic Universe minus the Incredible Hulk on Disney Plus. Yes, which, which that's a bad movie anyway. So yeah, you don't you don't need that movie. Also,
1: I just realized we never talked about like who actually won the Oscars. <laughs> yeah, the Oscars thing we just talked about.
0: The, oh, Nomadland the won
1: Best Picture. Mm, yes, Nomadland won Best Picture. You trying Best to tell director. me no? I know one thing, and that was it. You tell did. me no. I was making sure. Yeah. I was like, wait, did it? Um, Frances McDormand won Best Actress also for that. Um, and Another Round won Best International Film, which has, which I recently learned, Mess Mickelson is how you pronounce it, not Mads. I always thought it was Mads. Um, but anyway. If called-
0: name, that would be a Mess stop and
1: then uh, a movie called my octopus teacher won for best documentary feature which is i thought it was a metaphor about like a teacher that has that does a lot of things but it's literally about an octopus that like teaches this man things so that seems interesting if you ever want to watch a movie about an octopus like a literal
0: octopus i yeah i saw i saw that come in or i saw that come up and win and i was like okay that's that's interesting cool 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 and obviously soul won for best animated feature which
1: i think was the kind of a shoo-in um and yeah, those are kind of the, the big awards. All right, now we can move on.
0: Okay, good. So <laughs> Just to make sure that we covered it. No, no, it's good. It's good. I mean, I don't, I don't know. They don't mean much to me this year, like I said. So I'm being biased. But what I'll I'm also going to be biased about is that the Haunted Mansion movie does not need a reboot. Uh, so 999 Happy Haunts, but there's room for a thousand. I volunteer. I'm at. Please, I'm uh, hyped about it. You're like, does not need. It. I'm. Like, I feel like it does. I don't think the original movie was good. Oh, the original movie was terrible. So this one comes exactly. from IGN. So, so why I'll, wouldn't it? <laughs> I'll I'll okay all right I'll err on the side of caution and hope that it's good. So this one comes from IGN who says the Haunted Mansion has found its one thousandth happy haunt in dear white people director Justin Simon Simon Simeon. Do you know that for a fact?
1: No, but that's how it's
0: spelled. So why would it not be pronounced Simeon? It's it's Simeon. It could be. Who knows what the fun cast has become? Take everything and make it French. Just to piss off Ahmed. Um, What's the fun guest? (laughs) Um, Justin Simeon, according to Ahmed, who has been tapped to direct a new movie based on the classic Disney ride. It was reported last year that a new Haunted Mansion movie was in the works with Katie Dippold, who was one of the writers on 2016's Ghostbusters remake. And the movie is closer to coming to life now that it's found its director in Simeon. This news comes by the way of Deadline, which reports that Disney is in negotiation with Simeon to direct the film. So yeah, I, hopefully Eddie Murphy is not cast as the lead, and I then we should be good. Would
1: assume not. <laughs> I think his acting career is. I think he stopped doing that. What is Eddie
0: Murphy's last movie? I don't know. Remember when Jungle Cruise was supposed to come out last year, and it's supposed to now come out this year? I really hope that that movie is actually good. I like, really am excited for that movie. I'm excited for it, but like cautiously
1: excited. But I'm hoping it's like along the same caliber of
0: like Jumanji, which was surprisingly good. Uh, so hopefully this will be also surprisingly good you know what's really funny we're sitting here talking mess about eddie murphy wasn't there a coming to america sequel that was just that just came out that he was in i have no idea i am pretty sure there was hold on oh shit oh yeah carly even said it in the chat yeah so coming to america and he's he's in it yeah oh literally at least like this year what they're making a beverly hills cop four
1: I thought he was done acting, but apparently I'm wrong. I <laughs> no, my you're statement. absolutely
0: we're both we're both wrong. He's in triplets. The hell? But is But he this? hasn't
1: acted in like a in a while. I feel like the last big thing, like big thing that he did was like the Shrek movies, and then he like took a break for a while. Hold on. Stop. Okay, I'm not incorrect about him like taking a break. It was Shrek Forever After in 2010, and then there was a movie called Tower Heist in 2011, A Thousand Words in 2012, Mr. Church in 2016. Dolomite is my name in 2019. Okay, that one was actually... Wasn't
0: Dolomite like nominated Okay, for the hold on. Time out. You missed three very important ones. 2010, after Shrek Forever After, DreamWorks Shrek Swamp Stories, Don- Donkey's Christmas shrek and Shrek's Yule Log. I... Enough.
1: <laughs> okay, sorry. Dolomite is my name is actually a fairly big one. This one was... I remember this being well-received. It's a Netflix original. I haven't seen it.
0: Okay, I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> he you know three who, movies you know, in the span of a decade. You know who he won't be playing, though? He will not be playing Zeus in Thor 11 Thunder. I'm shook by this. Okay,
1: so guess who's playing Zeus in Thor Love, and Thunder? It's Russell Crowe, who kind of spoiled it. I don't think that this was supposed to be announced, but minor spoilers I guess uh, after the fact, after we already spoiled it this one comes from IGN after weeks of speculation following the announcement that Russell Crowe was joining the cast of Thor Love and Thunder we now know who the actor is playing in the sequel Zeus, Uh, this one comes by way of comicbook.com which reports that Crowe said uh, Crowe said he was Zeus in the film during an interview on Joy Breakfast with the Murphys Um, an earlier report of Crowe's Casting said, uh, sorry, stated that his role was intended to be a fun cameo kept secret by Marvel Studios until the film's release in theaters. Mm. Anyways, um, Crow was spotted with the rest of the film's cast in Australia, however, and the secret got out. Now we know what he's doing on set. He says, uh, I'm going to get on my bicycle, and Crow, said in the in- or Crow said in the interview. I'm going to ride up to Disney Fox Studios, and around 9 15, I shall be Zeus. The actor then said that he was at Disney Fox Studios for Thor. Presumably uh, referring to Thor, Love and Thunder, and that his last day at the studio, uh, and that it was his last day at the studio, Zeusing about, which is so. There's a lot to unpack here. Um, One, obviously, that he spoiled the major cameo, but whatever. Zeus is a Greek god, Thor is a Norse
0: god. They're both the gods of thunder. What does this mean? How does this work? You could have smacked me in the face with that, and I wouldn't have picked it up. I I... (laughs) did you. Come on, wake up! It's me playing Hades. That's really how I know this. But yeah, like that—that is—that is the only. How reason. How do you not know that Zeus is the god of thunder? I know he was, but I didn't piece it together like that. I mean, oh, I don't care. Like, I'm like, oh, okay, Zeus, whatever.
1: But yeah, like, what does this mean? Like, is this another symptom of a multiverse, or do both Greek gods and Norse gods, like, are they one and the same, or do they exist in the same universe? There's I a went lot. Went school
0: here. together. Played on the playground together, <laughs> went to school together.
1: Um, Zeus apparently was also in the Marvel comics at some point, so this isn't like a totally far-fetched idea. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Very, very interesting stuff. So we'll see what happens with that. Um, but like, it's funny because they never mentioned like Zeus or any alternate gods in these movies. So who knows? Let the let the rumor mill start flying. Yeah. <laughs> you have no comment.
0: I, I literally have nothing. Like, I saw this and I'm like, oh, okay, that's cool. And then you're sitting here, like, the god of thunder in the Greek mythology and the god of thunder in Norse mythology. Common knowledge. And I'm like, oh, wow. Okay, that sounds great. I mean, Zeus. Okay, hey, Russell Crowe, what's good? You know? <laughs> and you're like, oh, the, the, the lore. I'm excited. I'm sorry that. I'm excited too. You but I'm just anything. not like. Well, actually, how could they play on the playground together if they're from different
1: mythologies? I'm just wondering how it's going to fit in. I'm very interested, and I hope it's good. Okay. (laughs) Thanks.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure it will be good. I'm super excited for this movie. I was talking to um, one of my coworkers who's going through all the Marvel movies, and the next one on her list at this point is uh, Thor Ragnarok, right? And I was like, oh, man, you are in for such a treat. That movie is so good. And really uh, I'm super excited for her. And it, it's just, I just think back to that show or that uh, movie, and it was just so good. So, so good. And um, Wait, yeah. is, is Taika directing Love and Thunder? I think he is, right? I'm pretty sure he
1: is. Or Love and Thunder.
0: While you look that up, I'll yes. take the next one here. Uh, he so, indeed. from videogamechronicles.com, uh, Sony confirms that it's testing so, uh, PlayStation Plus Video Pass in Poland. So this is a weird one. We talked a little bit about this, I think at one point or another, uh, the quote comes from uh, video game chronicles. Like I mentioned, The service, which was leaked via PlayStation.com yesterday, allows PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5 users in Poland to access over 20 movies and television shows from Sony Pictures as part of PlayStation Plus subscriptions, with more content being added every three months. The test will run for a year in Poland, SIE's Global Services VP Nick McGuire told Spider's Web. The exec said the company decided to hold the test in Poland based on specific data and that Sony would monitor the popularity of the service before deciding on a full launch. So... This is interesting. The three movies that are shown on the PlayStation Plus video pass um are Venom, Zombie Land Double Tap, which I forgot totally forgot existed, and then Vin Diesel in Bloodshot. So I don't know.
1: Interesting, I guess. But it Very seems like Sony is
0: doing a whole lot of things. They're like, we have all these
1: movies. We gotta push them out somewhere. Here's Netflix, here's Disney Plus, Hulu, and here's PlayStation
0: Plus. Like they're really going all out. Someone was sit you know, what happened. Someone's sitting in a meeting room and they're like, How can we bring in uh, new lines of business? Something like, Should we make Sony
1: Plus? And they're like, No, enough. No, services. No,
0: you have PlayStation Plus. Can't have Sony Plus.
1: <laughs> literally, like, there's too many things that are being distributed everywhere. Like, there's there's already so many streaming services. Just latch onto one of them. And I'm sh- now they're latching onto three of them, apparently. So, literally, I'm happy for them, I guess. I'm just glad that there's no more other subscriptions that you have to buy at this point in time. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Next one is all you. All right. So this one was kind of news to me. Apparently other people knew this, but I didn't. So uh, we're getting a John Wick prequel. uh, Focus on the Continental. So this one comes from IGN. New details have been revealed about the Continental, the John Wick spinoff series that takes place 40 years before the original films, including that Keanu Reeves will not be making an appearance, but he will be producing. Um, Lionsgate television chairman Kevin Beggs uh, told Deadline that the new prequel series will focus on a younger version of Ian McShane's Winston, It'll be set in 1970s in New York City. What we're exploring in the Continental is the young Winston and how it came to be uh, that he and his team of Confederates found their way into this hotel, which he may, uh, which he have, what? Which we have met for the first time in the, wait. Found their way into this hotel, which we have met for the first time in the movie franchise 40 years later. Okay, that's a weirdly worded sentence. Anyways, uh, McShane had previously confirmed that he won't be appearing in the Continental, uh, but that he may return for some voiceover work. Um, so this is pretty exciting. Um, but I'm also unsure of... I feel like the John Wick series is so tied to who Keanu Reeves is. And obviously, this won't be called, like, John Wick the Continental. It's just the Continental. It's a complete kind of spinoff. Um, but my concern for this is the same concern I have for the new Kingsman movie, uh, which is also a prequel, where it's like, I feel like the Kingsman series is so tied to Taron Egerton's character. And John Wick is so tied to Keanu Reeves. It's like, will this be good still, even if it's the same universe? Um, I don't know. I feel like the John Wick is made for or known for so much like action choreography and whatnot. Will this be the same caliber? Will this be, just be a different kind of movie? I don't know. We'll see. Um, but regardless, excited nonetheless, because those movies are excellent, and Paul, you need to watch them like yesterday.
0: Yeah, I know, I know. I know I need to, and it's uh, I agree 100% with the Kingsman uh, concern, because I feel the same way. Like, Kingsman is synonymous with Taron Egerton and his character in the movie, and I think that the King's Man or whatever whatever the title of the prequel is. It'll be interesting yeah. to see how that does.
1: Did it ever come out? I don't no, it's... it's
0: been delayed like into the oblivion. I think it's coming out this year. Coming out August 2021
1: as of Google. Still somewhere. sorry. Oh, it has Daniel Brühl who was Zemo. And da- Aaron Taylor Daniel Johnson. Daniel Brühl. I think that's how you pronounce it. It has the U with like the two dots. It's like ooh, Uber. It's Brühl. 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 Brühl.
0: And Stanley Tucci's in it too. Um... But anyways, that's all and right. good. But yes. you know what's even better than that? Let's know. move into the video game news, starting with all the general news you want to hear, which is just one thing. Starting <laughs> one general news with new statistics from CD Projekt Red developer. CD Projekt Red, damn it! Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven developer. CD Projekt Red. Yeah I, was um, like yeah, I had it all mapped out in my head, and then my mouth was like think so. Um so this comes from Twitter and oh, interesting. We got some hot breaking news here that just I accidentally clicked on a trending article here. A new Monsterverse film is in the is in the works with Adam Wingard and Talks to Direct. Uh Monster one possible title being yeah one possible title being floated internally is I don't know if uh Do you mean Monster Versus in Monsters Inc or Monster Versus no. in like Universal like, Monsters. Like Godzilla, yeah. Oh, Godzilla so, Monsters. Okay. rumor is that it's called, I don't know, don't listen to me for a second if you consider any movie title spoilers, Son of Kong. So, um, okay. I haven't seen any of the new movies, so I, that that means nothing to me. But. I
1: didn't realize it was called the Monsterverse. When I hear Monsterverse, I think of, like, Universal Monsters, like Frankenstein, Dracula, The Mummy.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. So, that's hot breaking news trending on the Twitter. I um, excited. <laughs> wait there's so many things happening all right uh carl is excited so this comes uh from daniel ahmad uh on on uh twitter uh who says new C- new data from cd project red cyberpunk 2077 sold 13.7 million copies by the end of year 2020 uh the witcher had its second best year in history in 2020 it sold over 30 million units and next-gen console editions of both cyberpunk and the witcher 3 will launch in the second half of 2021 in regard to the 13.7 million units that Cyberpunk sold, 56% were sold on PC, 28% on PS4, and 17% on Xbox One. 73% uh, of Cyberpunk 2020, 2077 title uh, copies were sold digitally. Uh, if we assume, assume all the PC sales were digital, that means digital sales on console were a minimum of 38% likely higher. A total budget for cyber... Well, the total budget for Cyberpunk 2077 was $315 million. Um, and there's a breakdown of sales by region. A fifth of them were from Asia. Uh, there's a whole report here that Cyber uh, CD Projekt Red went through and showed...
1: That's wild that Witcher 3 had its second best year in 2020. And I wonder if that was because of the pandemic. It probably was because of the pandemic. Yeah. Cyberpunk didn't release until way later in the year to have affected that. Um, but that's crazy. But it looks like the PS4 suspending its sales didn't really affect how many units of Cyberpunk 77 were sold
0: considering it's I still saw that, on Xbox One. I saw that first reply, yeah, which is, which is crazy. I, I, I don't know. know crazy. At least they did what was right for the customer, right? So yeah, I, I you know, I mean it was Sony's decision. <laughs> CD Projekt Red had no
1: had no say in that. Sony was like, no, no, no. Buy.
0: Sony made the right decision for the consumer. Is oh what I mean.
1: yeah, 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 absolutely.
0: Yes. Yeah, if it was up to CD Projekt Red, they probably would have released the game six months ago with uh, you know barely even working. So just a shame. Yeah,
1: and it's funny because they've had they've released patches now and it's still not back up on the PSN store. So I don't know. Who knows? It's maybe still not up to par really does. Maybe when you make a game, don't release it too early. I don't know. Literally. Um, anyways, this one, uh, speaking of PS5 ex- exclusive, which we weren't speaking about that before. We were speaking <laughs> really about that at the beginning of the episode when we were talking about Returnal. <laughs> but anyways, PlayStation boss Jim Ryan claims that SIE has been quietly investing in PS5 exclusives and that this generation will have more exclusives than ever before, which is certainly good news because I love an exclusive. I love a reason to, to sit on my couch and play a video game and not feel you know, forced to buy it on PC and be like, well, I don't have a good graphics card, yada, yada, yada. Anyways, this one comes from VideoGamesChronicle.com. Um, we have been quietly but steadily investing in high quality games for PlayStation, and we will make sure that the PS5 generation will be more dedicated software than ever before, Ryan said. We've repeatedly engaged customers, in, or sorry, we've repeatedly engaged in mergers and acquisitions, including Insomniac Games in the US. We will not rule out that option in the future. Um, let's see here. Da, 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 da. Yeah, I don't know. I guess.
0: So, I mean, you mentioned uh, that there was other stuff here, but it yeah, no. In terms of like, like the the upcoming exclusives that they have, right? So, obviously, Returnal comes out on uh, April 30th, which is this Friday, and that's Housemark's new title. Insomniac's uh, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart comes out in June, right? Uh, then Horizon Forbidden West is slated for late 2021. God of War Ragnarok was announced in a teaser last September for release for PS5 this year. We haven't heard anything more about that, though. So, um, And then in February, Gran Turismo 7 got delayed to 2022 due to COVID-related production challenges. And then there was that big rumor that we talked about where Naughty Dog is apparently... <laughs> Stop it, me reading, stupid little frog. <laughs> um, apparently, Naughty Dog is working on a remake of the original Last of Us for God knows what reason, right? Oh, yeah, I remember so, that. Yeah, so take all of that. I mean, that's a good amount already. So I think that they're feeling the pressure from Game Pass. They're feeling the pressure from Microsoft, and Microsoft essentially pulling everyone together and going at Sony hard. And I think that's good because I think that'll just encourage more competition between them. So yeah, it'll be super exciting. We still have that. I keep whenever I think of uh, PS Five exclusive.
1: I always think of that dumb cat game, Stray. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that's such a weird psst, one. Psst, 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 psst. <laughs> Literally psst, 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 the game. I love that game. I love that. Uh, that's an exclusive, right? That's not cross uh, pretty
0: If anything it might also be PC, but yes, it's at least exclusive on console to uh, PS5.
1: Yeah. So, we got things coming. We got things in the Death Loop. Deathloop's not exclusive.
0: Deathloop's uh well, not. that's that's the that's saying. a Bethesda game now, right? So, yes, well, yeah, it yeah, always was. So that that's I right. put a big question mark above that one. I don't know what's going to happen there. Road but was it exclusive
1: feet. to PS to PlayStation? I believe it was exclusive, yes. Probably timed. Okay, yeah, imagine that it'll be super anything crazy. Um, but yeah, it's a a good time to own a PS five, finally. As of yes, Friday, it'll it be is. a good time to own a PS five.
0: We don't even know if the game's gonna do well, but yes. I hope. I have high hopes. You also I had have hopes high, for high hopes for Cyberpunk. It's fine. On yeah. that note, <laughs> Moving into the Microsoft realm, Microsoft announced that 13 EA title uh, EA game titles are now going to support FPS boost on the Xbox Series X and the F- Xbox Series S. This comes from GadgetBridge.com, who says Microsoft recently announced that 13 game titles of Electronic Arts will soon get updates. Those, uh, excuse me, these updates will provide enhancements to the refresh rates on the Xbox Series X and S the FPS boost will allow the gamers to play 13 games from Electronic Arts with refresh rates of up to 120 FPS. So the game titles from Electronic Arts that will support the refresh rates of up to 120 are as follows. Battlefield 1, Battlefield 4, Battlefield 5, Mirror's Edge Catalyst, Plants vs. Zombies Garden Warfare 1 and 2, Plants vs. Zombies Battle for Neighborville, Star Wars Battlefront 1 and 2, uh, the newer games obviously, uh, Titanfall 1, Titanfall 2, Unravel 2 and Sea of Solitude, which will actually only support a refresh rate of up to 60 hertz, which I'm assuming means it was probably stuck at 30. Yeah. uh, Previously.
1: What's the boost for then? I don't
0: even. What's Sea of Solitude? I've never even heard of that. I feel like I can see the title in my brain. But yeah, I don't know. So this is good stuff. This is this is Microsoft staying uh, focused on bringing pretty much feature parity to older games. So which is pretty cool stuff.
1: Interesting. Uh sorry, I'm looking in the Sea of Solitude and it looks uh spooky. Janky. A little bit. Not janky. It looks spooky. I don't know.
0: It's got do- very positive reviews on Steam. But you know what else is even jankier? Sorry, this is the best segue I could find. <laughs> the Game Boy Printer. So I'll take this one because I'm assuming you have no idea what this is. I know uh, of it, but yeah, no.
1: You that's all you.
0: The Game Boy printer, way back in 1905. No, not really. Way back, I don't know, maybe 30 years ago, 25 years ago, something like maybe that. Maybe 1995. Yeah. 19- what, how many right. How many years is that? Uh, I don't 30? know. 30? Almost 30. Four, in four years, it'll be 30 years. So I was close. Um, anyway, back in like 1995, we'll say, <laughs> maybe. Hypothetically. Uh, the Game Boy camera came out for the Nintendo Game Boy, and it literally was a cartridge that popped into your Game Boy and had a little camera on it. To accompany that was the Game Boy Printer. Now, the Game Boy Printer had ink and it had paper and it pretty much printed out these pictures that you took with the Game Boy camera in all of their really shitty glory of like, I don't know, like a point three of a megapixel or something. They were
1: literally like black and white, like 8-bit images <laughs> like, yeah. of real life. It was not
0: like yeah. photos. Like it was not. It bed. was not. It was rough. Um, you could print those out on essentially what looked like receipt paper um, you know, on this little printer. So anyway, the joke here is that the Game Boy printer coming back in 2021 is more likely than you think. So this one comes from IGN, who says that you uh, can turn your Nintendo Switch screenshots into Polaroids now with a new Fujifilm printer. And in fact, it's not a new Fujifilm printer, it's actually an old Fujifilm printer that's being given some new life uh, into it with the Nintendo Switch. So Nintendo and Fujifilm are teaming up to make a new miniature printer and smartphone app that will allow you to take snapshots in Nintendo games and print physical versions. Dubbed the Instax Link, Mini Link, for Nintendo Switch smartphone printer, the palm size... InstaX? Oh,
1: I always thought it was Instax. Oh, I always thought it was InstaX, because like, what does Instax mean? (laughs) I
0: don't, I don't know. know. Maybe, Maybe you're it's Instax. right. Instax. Go um, on. Sorry. <laughs> the palm-sized device lets you take pictures, you shoot in games like Animal Crossing: New Horizons, Super Mario Odyssey, and New Pokémon Snap, and print out Polaroid versions. You can also add Nintendo characters, filters, and 59 frames to your photos via the smartphone app. Fujifilm says the new Instax Instax Mini Link will be released on April 30th, while the Pikachu edition. Uh, bundle will be released in a limited quantity several weeks after release of the Mini Link Special Edition. The Mini Link itself will cost $100, but the Pikachu bundle is only a bit more at $120. The app itself is free to download and works with other InstaX Mini Link printers. So, from what I gathered, this printer has been on the market at $100 for a while now, and you can print pictures from your smartphone and these little Polaroid looking things. So Nintendo saw an opportunity with new Pokemon Snap coming out. We talked a little bit about the Blockbuster booths before. But you were able to take your memory card for your N64, pop it into the Blockbuster Booth, and print out your Pokemon Snap pictures that you actually took in the game onto, like, little Pokemon Snap, little, like, uh, Polaroid pictures. So they're... They're... Pretty much feeding off that nostalgia again with this. Uh, yeah. So this new version or whatever, this new InstaX Mini Link is going to be released on Friday. The Pikachu edition, all that is, which is pretty funny. That this is all it is. It's literally just a silicone case that comes with it. That's a Pikachu that uh, yeah. you put on this little printer. It's so and, the same exact thing, and you can
1: use the existing one to already print out pictures. All that's going to happen is with the app that's coming out is you can add like Nintendo themed frames to the photos. That's right. The only. Yeah.
0: Right. So. Interesting. Um, I'm tight. sure I'm sure it'll be something that goes for a bajillion dollars in the aftermarket as they continue to sell out. So uh, we'll see what happens. But I guess there's going to be a, the Pikachu edition will come out next month. And then, obviously, the InstaX Mini Link Special Edition will be coming out this Friday. My
1: question is, how much does the ink for this thing cost? Like, it's not even how much does the device cost, but how much does that ink cost? Because it is printing out, I mean, from these press photos, like really high quality pictures, and I can't imagine that the color ink that's like specifically designed
0: for this tiny device is cheap. You know, it's funny you say that. I think the ink is on the picture itself. Is that possible?
1: Oh, is it kind of like a Polaroid where it just like imprints the image on the thing and you don't have to buy ink? It's literally like a Polaroid, yeah. Oh, okay. Never mind, then I'm stupid. I thought it was... Like literally printing it. Well, okay. Now that I look at it, it does look like they're Polaroid
0: pictures. I see now. Yeah. See with my eyes. They're just like those uh, the Fuji Film cameras. Like my sisters have them, yeah. where like it, it just like you, they like pretty much made Polaroid cameras. So,
1: so how much do the picture paper things cost? That's the question. Like, then
0: it's it's pretty. I mean, it's not terribly expensive. So if I look at this one. So this one's on Amazon, $13.49 for, for 10 sheets. That's so yeah. yeah, well, So it's like a dollar per picture.
1: That's not terrible. Like, if you, if you, it's a little expensive. If you're, but if it's not
0: you're terrible, like, if you're conservative on what you're printing, that's not too bad. It's Still, not too bad
1: because it's like, if you go, if I take my phone or whatever to CVS or Walgreens to get pictures printed, it's usually like, on artists like 50 cents a picture nowadays? Yeah. Or something like that. So, it's not too, too much more expensive to have them printed
0: instantly. So Remember, okay. though, they're like. And these I mean, yes, pictures are like, like base. They're but little, like teeny tiny guys. I can
1: already picture, I can already see the images on like gaming Instagram and all the accounts that we follow on the Funcast Instagram of like people taking all their Pokemon and like hanging them on nice little string lights and putting them up in their bedroom. Like, I can already see it. And everyone's like, aesthetic. Like,
0: it's, people are going to lose their mind over this. Oh, absolutely my God. See it. Yeah, Anyways. so it's funny. They're they're totally sold out on Amazon, uh selling anywhere anywhere between one forty to two hundred dollars. Oh, they already the went time. up on sale? Uh the the original one, yeah. So the oh, InstaX oh, oh. mini link or whatever. I don't know what the special edition is gonna be like. I saw something about like it having like tones of the switch, like red and blue or something. I don't know. I there this is definitely on the market already. Um mini special edition special edition. Edition special. Minilink printer reveals Minilink special edition. Yeah, I have no idea. Now I have
1: high hopes stuck in my head thanks to Carla. Thank you. Appreciate it. Even though I'm (laughs) the one that started it.
0: But she
1: continued it. (laughs) Yeah.
0: I, um... I do not see it. I don't yeah, know. I don't oh, know. here we go. Instax mini link. Yeah, no, it's just the mini link. I think special edition is only the Pikachu. Yeah, I don't think that there's
1: going to be any difference
0: there. Yeah, no, um, I
1: don't think so. Yeah, the app is free to download. So if you want to just grab any mini link you can find and download the app, then you're good to go. It'll work. It shall. All right. And our last news update is actually kind of a big one, um, or kind of a shocker, I guess. It might be a little too late for some. I, I think it's still a little too late for me, personally. But, I don't know. We'll see what happens. So, Super Mario Party is getting... Mario Putty? Mario Party is getting, <laughs> Mario its Putty. First, is getting its first update since its release nearly two years ago. Which is absolutely insane. Um, and this update is a pretty big one. It's adding online play. For the first time in the game's history, I don't think any previous Mario Party game has had online at all. Um And another random fun fact, this is the first one that's actually using the invite feature, like the native Switch built-in invite feature. None of the other Switch online games allow you to like go into your friends list and invite users in that way. You have to just have a session open and like contact the friend outside of that and be like, hey, join my game. The code is XYZ or whatever it is. Or like, you know, search for the game now because my room is open. Whatever. This is the first one to actually use the invite feature. So there's a lot happening here, but... Why wasn't this done at the beginning of, of ah, at the beginning of the pandemic? Like when this yeah. would have been so much more of like a. <sighs> Anyways, so this one comes from uh, directly from Twitter's. Am I okay? Direct from Nintendo's Twitter account. Jesus Christ! <laughs> and the tweet says, "Keep the party going. A free update to Super Mario Party adds online play to the board game mode, 70 mini games, and the 2v2 partner party mode. Available now." Um, so i don't know this is just like it's good it's not a bad thing by any means it's just like why wasn't this done earlier why was the game abandoned for two years after its
0: release until just now like i I would have expected this to come out like you said at the start of the pandemic and yes it did not so
1: are they that busy like did it take that long to implement this I what know, I, I saw is people
0: it. online were saying like, well, maybe, maybe uh, development for the new Mario Party, whatever that might look like, may have gotten delayed because of the pandemic, and maybe it got delayed out of the calendar year. So I was like, a, you know, maybe they've been, or it, maybe they knew it got delayed last year, and they've been working on online play throughout the course of the year or whatever, right? And finally added it and didn't want to announce it because they didn't know how long it was going to take. So I don't know. It's it's disappointing, right? Because Mario Super Mario Party is a game that I've played. I can count kind on of one hand how many times I've played it just because it arrived, it seemed fun, it wasn't that great, the board selection was limited, and now it's got online play, which is good, great in fact. But it would have been really nice if we had that when we were on total lockdown in exactly. March. like.
1: And the fact that there was just no other content updates, like it seemed like it was hollow because there would be more content delivered through DLC, whatever. Kind of right. like Animal Crossing. Like, it would be kind of like a more service-oriented game, but it wasn't that either. So it all just feels so little, or too little too late, but hopefully that this is more of like an experiment, and the next Mario Party kind of takes this and runs with it, um, and like, you know, that they've proven that the online play works or whatever. Right. Um, I'm or that, kind
0: of i have hoping that, I hope that, yeah, I hope that at a minimum, right, they understand that it's possible now and that it like the like, like the, like the not that it's possible That sounds stupid the groundwork is laid right they've laid the groundwork yeah. for the online and hopefully they can just implement that elsewhere yes um but
1: i don't even do i own super Mario party maybe we can play that
0: yes you do play you do own super Mario party
1: how do you know that i don't
0: because i remember how excited you were for it and then you bought it
1: oh it was already open i zipped it closed stupid ass how excited I was for it. When was I excited for this game? I don't think you're, I own it. Maybe I own it on Digitally. I think I own it Digitally. I do remember
0: you're seeing right. it on my home screen. You're right. You don't remember being excited because you're on that bandwagon hype as well. So
1: I wasn't on bandwagon hype. I wasn't excited for this at all. I don't know. I remember playing it with you, but not my version. Like I bought it late in the game. I don't remember maybe, buying it. Maybe you didn't. At maybe launch. you didn't buy
0: it then. I think you bought it. You probably bought it when it was on sale. I think it went on sale for like a Mario Day or something like that. And yeah, I definitely bought for 40 it on bucks. sale.
1: But I never. I didn't own it previously. Uh, mm. Where is it? Maybe I'm lying. Maybe I don't even own it at all. <laughs> all right. No, I do. I do. It's right here. <laughs> and digitally, indeed. <laughs> all right. Yes. Anyways, that is it for episode 114 of the Funcast. Thank you all for watching if you watch live. Thank you for watching if you watch on YouTube or if you're watching or listening on the podcast in your car or in your bed or at work or wherever you may be, may find yourself to be. Train, plane, boat. Train, plane, boat, car. Um, But, yes, this is Episode 114. It's Paul Named signing off. See you all next week. Peace.